Finally, evil has returned to the microphone. Evil Jeff is back behind the mic, and we are back with Minions and Musings. It's a new season. Thanks for dropping by. And yeah, been gone for a bit. And we've gotten all the schooling taken care of and everything. At least for Minion Delta. So we can relax just a wee bit. But you know what? New season always means new theme music. So let's jump into the new theme music. I just love that theme song. Every so often I hear a song and it grabs me and, and in my head it's like, you got to use this for the podcast. So, you know, that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. Anyway, uh, brand new season. And if you are looking at the title, yes, this is episode 100. And while I know there's been a lot of other podcasters out there that have hit 100 and gone beyond... You know, I could always sit there and tell you that I'm all about quality over quantity. Though, when you look through my back catalog, you'll be asking me, well, where the heck is that quality <laughs> as it goes through it? Yeah, I'll have to admit on that one. All right. You got me. I try. I do. So, what are we going to do for this podcast? Well, um, let's give you some stats. I mean, that's always a nice thing. Let's give you some stats, see where stand after all this time of starting up a podcast, and let's talk about where we're going to go in the next several podcasts beyond this, and I do have a thought that has come up, and I want to share that with you today. All right, so... As we present episode 100, uh, looking at our stats, just over 4,600 total plays on all of the episodes that I've put out. Uh, yeah, that's all time there. And if I go and look at the audience, all time, uh, we've got most everybody in the United States, that's over 70%. Here, 14% in the UK, and then Canada, Australia, outside of that. Uh, when you look at the platforms, uh, the apps that are listening to Millions of Musings, Apple Podcasts is 29%, uh, Anchor is 9%, Podcast Addict is 9%, uh, but Other is 44%, so that's a pretty big percentage right there. Uh, the devices listening on here, uh, 39% is coming from iPhone, 27% from Android, 
uh, 3% web, 3% windows, and then 28% other. That's the one I would love to investigate. What is other for listening to podcasts? Um, and where is the other bit of information? Didn't we have? Oh, yeah, gender. Yeah, that's right. There we go. Got to scroll down the page a little bit. Uh, yeah, overwhelmingly 92% male. 6% female, and then 1% non-binary, 1% non-specified. Okay. And overwhelmingly, age bracket, 45 to 59. That's 57% of everybody listening, uh, with the 35 to 44 being at 19%. That's the big ones right there. So, not truly shocked by it. But, you know, hey, there, there you go. There's some quick info for you. So I went and looked at the top 10 podcasts that I have, and one would think that the oldest or the older podcasts that you have would be the ones that have been played the most, and I would say for some people that is absolutely true. Other people, maybe more recent stuff has gotten attention over other things. That's cool. So I used Anchor and pulled my top 10, and kind of want to give you a little rundown uh, to see what it's like here. So, uh, top 10 starting at number 10. Well, actually, we don't have a number 10. We have a tie for ninth place. And first one up here uh, was, let's see, where was it? Oh, I'm losing my place on my screen. Uh, one that was titled, So I Heard Something the Other Day or an Idea for a New Campaign. Um, this was done back in September of 2019 where I was talking about running a campaign with Minion Delta because Minion Bravo was heading to the army. It was just going to be me and her for the most part because Minion Gamma really wasn't into the role playing at that point, not really willing to do it, but she's changed her tune since then. But this, you know, how could I play sort of a troop style with just one other player for some stuff? And that's what we were going on about there. Uh, that had 65 plays. Also with 65 plays uh, was the one titled Minion Speaks on Caves and Backgrounds. And this is, again, Minion Delta. But this is an impromptu interview while I have her in the car talking about caves. This was right after our journey up into the mountains and going to a cave up there. And also talking about character backgrounds. That was August 27th of 2019. So, you know, two of them right close to each other with 65 total plays. In 8th place with 73 plays was my BX Options Class Builder Example Worksheet. If you've gotten the product, the BX Options Class Builder, this was me going through and showing how to, well, audio, (laughs) in an audio way, talking about how to do it. Yeah, good little podcast. Uh, That was actually October of 2020. Coming in at number seven was my very first podcast ever on April 5th of 2019 called Beginnings and Organizations. 74 actual plays there. Now up to number six with 75 plays. I titled it, If a Train Going 100 Miles an Hour Leaves a Station Going West, or My Current Issue with 
time and distance. And this was where Minion Bravo was back from the Army, uh, having been medically discharged after they broke him. And we were outside doing some physical tests, talking about movement in a dungeon. You know, what is moving at 30 feet per round, 60 feet per round, things like that. And then, you know, making Minion Bravo with a big backpack full of rocks move and hike and things like that. You know, so 75 plays, that was uh, June 28th of 2020 when we did that. Uh, So now we hit the top five. And my second podcast ever is in at number five with 77 plays total time. You've got logic in my dungeon. And this is where I was talking about the type of dungeon I want. You know, looking at the first B1 module and with all the different creatures that you could put in there because it was up to the dungeon master to populate the dungeon and looking at the rules, the suggestions they had for you, not rules, but the suggestions they had, what do you do with them? And this is where I would said, you know, you, you had factions in there. They were all living in there. Now, you might remember back there, again, this was April of 2019. During that time frame, we had been having on the Discord server and other places talking about mythic dungeons, the mythic underworld, things like that. And I was like, you know, saying that it has to make sense. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk today about this very thing. 100, well, 99 episodes later, (laughs) no, 98 episodes later, yeah, 98 episodes later, I got some new thoughts. Number four, uh, dwarves and elves are not heroes, or what I read in The Hobbit that makes me think, with 79 total plays. If you remember this, this is me talking about being more strict with the role-playing aspect of non-human races in a role-playing game. How many times have we heard the term, you know, humans with pointy ears? You know, are you playing it like you need to? My recent dive into Talislanta suggests that if you re- you cannot play a human with scaly skin with some of these races or four legs or four arms or whatever. I mean, they have a lot of the same thoughts, emotions, things like we do, but with the societies that are built up in Talislanta, you've got to be, you know, staying within a certain persona, a certain uh, background, per se, how you would interact with other races and so forth there. Um, definitely much more strict in it. Uh, number three, all time with 80 plays. Uh, the one I said why we started the campaign or a thought on why BX is different from AD&D. This was April 4th of 2021. And quite honestly, I don't remember what I talked about back then. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Why I thought BX is different from AD&D. Probably had a good point in there, but I don't remember at this time. Number two with 83 total plays was my first big-time review, I think, 
of Paysetters BX Remastered, part one. This went through six parts, and you probably remember my frustration with that product. Interesting to look at that whole line of the BX Remastered. The rest of the episodes after that, part two through six, whatever, have at least 20 less plays than the beginning one, re beginning review, part one, that has 83. But the number one podcast that has been listened to with 87 plays back in May of 2020, the final verdict on BX Remastered, or to pay setter finally get it right. You might remember that BX Remastered had gotten an update. They had fixed a, a number of problems, and I said, okay, let's see if they did. And then you know, or maybe you don't know. Maybe you're not one of those people that listened to it. But, you know, the long and short of it is they didn't get it right. And more recent interactions uh, suggest that they didn't care to get it right. It was a money grab for them. And it helped them to build up a war chest, per se, to then help them pay for new artists, for new graphic designers and new editors, or other graphic designers and other editors, because they were doing it all in-house on their own. They finally went out and got some talent to help them, which made their next product immensely better than the BX Remastered, and going on from there. And they are going to come out with a second edition. Basically adding some more character types, cleaning things up, basically taking the crappy product that they have and getting it fixed. At least that's my opinion of what's going on from what I was uh, told about. So there we are. That is my top 10 podcasts. This season, we will continue on with the dive into Talislanta. We're going to go into the second edition information that is out there and then move into the third edition information. Uh, just from a quick glance through things at this point, not a lot has changed. We've added more to the entire product, cleaned up some stuff. So, uh, the... Podcast will definitely be telling you what has been added and any nice changes that are in there. Um, and Roy, hopefully you're listening to this. If I was going to pick one, I probably would be going towards third edition at this moment. Now, I haven't gotten to look at fourth and fifth edition yet. But just from the initial kind of run-through glancing at, third edition is probably where it's at. Only because by this point we've got gobs of information that's been codified and put together to make a much more rich environment to play in. Second edition, we've got three books that we're going to look at. Eh, five to six podcasts in there. Maybe seven, but I'll try to keep it down a little bit since we're just comparing between them. With third edition... We got four main books. That's probably seven to eight podcasts right there. There are also four other books that have additional info. Two of them do look like adventures. So 
until I read them, I won't really know, but at least two podcasts to talk about information in two of the books that are there. Whether or not I read the adventures, and might read the adventures to see if there's uh, information on a particular race or denizen of Talislanta. That's where we'll end up going with that. Um, once we get through third edition, uh, we'll probably take a pause with our podcast, or at least for the dive into it, to give me a chance to look through the D20 version, and then fourth and fifth edition of Talislanta. How many pay? How many podcasts that's going to be? Well, once I get through third edition, I think we'll have a much better idea. So today's musing. Well, as I mentioned in the top 10 podcasts, that number five was you got logic in my dungeon. You know, where I was saying, hey, hey you know, if you're going to have a dungeon, you have creatures in a dungeon, it needs to make sense. And I still believe that. But over the last year and a half, that has changed. And now I want to have dungeons that have this structure. Yes, they still have the structure. It still needs to make sense. You know, sort of factions here and there. Not just hodgepodge in there. I don't mind funhouse dungeons in that aspect as well. I mean, they do have their place. But now that mythic underworld dungeon, the ones where they just, they're there, what's in them, is in them, doesn't have to make sense whatsoever. And I can see them both in the world that I have. Now you might be asking yourself, and I would say a lot of you are not asking yourself, well, why, Jeff? Why do you want to do that? (laughs) And if you're still listening, I'm going to tell you. You're still listening, right? Okay. One of the things that's occurred in the last year and a half is a big uptick in some of the things that I've been reading, uh, also along with the Minions, uh, many web comics, uh, some manga out there. Uh, but there's a been a, say in the last three years, four years, an interesting set of uh, these web comics, manga that are sort of copying each other. You know, once you get a, a good idea, you know, other people will copy it. Um, and the idea is that in modern times, for whatever reason the author wants, there is dungeons that appear. These mystical vortexes in some cases. Um, in other cases, uh, it is a tower that mysteriously appears in many cities across the world. And these dungeons or these towers... Uh, have monsters within them. Now, depending upon the source material, some of these dungeons, uh, you'll have what they call a dungeon break, and these monsters spill out ravaging modern times, you know, people and everything, people getting killed, buildings getting destroyed, and so forth. One of the best examples of this genre. In fact, I believe it was a novel before it became a manga. Is one called Solo Leveling. 
in the Korean, or in English it's translated as I level up alone. And to be fair, it is awesome. It is extremely well drawn. The artwork within it is just superb. It reached one of the top sales in manga very quickly after it came out, staying at the top to the point where the anime studios said, dude, we need to grab a hold of it. Some, I, I believe, is working on translating that. Hopefully they do a better job than some of the other web comics and everything that got very popular and people like, oh yeah, let's go ahead and put this out there. And then got like part-time art students who were high on crack or something to draw stuff because it was just bad. I might be being a little unhappy about some of that, but you know, if you're going to do something, do, do a good job of it, at least, crying out loud. But solo leveling is probably the progenitor of this type of uh, idea of this mystical dungeon that appears and for whatever reasons there are some things that they're outside entities that are trying to take over the world uh there is some futuristic uh occurrence going to happen and we have to train up normal people to then take on this disaster that's coming there are various and sundry reasons out there but I, I really highly suggest looking up solo leveling. Now, if you do so, I'll put a link in the notes, show notes and everything. But if you do, do not go to a sololeveling.com or things like that. There are several sites out there that, when this first came out, tried to take advantage of it and uh, went in cyber squad on the name and they put it out some horrendous websites with gigantic amounts of ads, Who probably some malware in there too. Um, the link in the show notes will say levelingsolo.com. That is the only website that I have found where you can read this. Uh, there are some apps on your phone where you can read web comics and web novels of this variety. Uh, some of them are actually the manga that's translated over into the uh, media format of our phones, our mobile devices and such. Uh, if you are going to look at it on the computer, which I found to be the best way of doing it, make sure you're using a web browser that has an ad blocker. Some The website still has some ads on it, and I believe there is a video player that's part of it that is a pain in the backside to get rid of if you're looking at it on a tablet or a phone. So what I use is Firefox and the uBlock Origins ad blocker. Uh, be careful about whatever ad blocker you're using as well. Some of them phone home, and some of them really don't do a good job of blocking things, and they're just spying on you, steal stuff. uBlocker Origin is one of the few that I know of out of hundreds, probably one of three that I would even feel safe using. But that way I can turn off a lot of the excess ads and Firefox also gets rid of a lot of the tracking stuff and so forth. And I don't have a problem reading the web comics on it with a minimal of 
ads. I mean, the ads are there because they're trying to support the site. They got to pay for the electricity and everything and the web traffic. I, I get that. I don't mind a small amount of ads. I just mind a tremendous amount of stupidity of ads in there. There are other examples of this genre that you can go and look at as well. A um, couple names here. The Advanced Player of the Tutorial Tower. Dungeons and Artifacts. That's actually one that is more of a fantasy world that still has the idea of these dungeons. Uh, Return to Player. The World After the Fall. Omniscient Reader. I'm the max level newbie. Omniscient Reader is actually a very interesting one as well. Imagine you were reading a web a serialized web novel. And when it first came out, everybody was reading it, but then it waned off and you were probably, you end up actually being the only person to actually finish the entire novel. In fact, the, you know, website that, you know, you're reading it on keeps track of how many people have actually read the novel. And you're the only person that has read it for the last, whoever knows how many bits. And then the day you finish it, the events that are part of the novel begin to occur. And you have knowledge of this. It's a very interesting premise and one to read. Again, the mobile format is what most of these are done in. And not everybody likes that scrolling up to read stuff. But it's a really cool one to have there. So... You know, several examples to check out and everything to kind of give you a basis of what I'm talking about of that mythic dungeon. So I'm just going on and on about these web comics, manga, and everything. What's the point? The point is, why not have a similar thing? Why not have these dungeons that just appear? It's a War, this mystical vortex of energy that shows up, the shimmers, or this tower that appears out of nowhere, or a cave that shows up, or this giant tree that has a big ominous opening that goes into the ground. Why not have similar things there? And this could be my mythic underworld dungeon. Some of the dungeons had themes to them where you'd have certain types of monsters and so forth. Undead is a fun one that they always have in these webcomics and so forth. Not all of them, but many of them. But think, these mythic dungeons appear, and if adventurers don't go in there and try to conquer them, clean them out, it leads to a dungeon break where these monsters spill out and ravage the countryside and attack villages. And it doesn't have to make sense. There's just stuff in there. And because of my reading this and because of the minions reading it and everything, I like the idea of putting that sort of mythic dungeon in there alongside the other ones that are abandoned places that have been around for ages and have been taken over by other entities that are now bases of evil or chaos, whichever way you want to look at it. So yeah, I'm now 
my dungeon needs to make sense. And my dungeon can just be whatever the heck I want it to be. That mythic dungeon where you got to clear it out. And that's the other thing about a number of these. Many of these dungeons, there was, especially uh, dungeons and artifacts, the bottom of the dungeon, the way that they rate them, uh, depending upon the difficulty and everything, from F to A to S, SS, SSS, you know, there's an artifact at the bottom of it that you delve to and try to get things. Um, they, they could give you a power, but then that artifact is what's traded. Well, what's to say that you decide to come up with a dungeon and populate it with, you know, some creatures and a very specific treasure that you want, an item? Or you decide to just roll up some stuff and say, hey, this would be cool, and go stick it somewhere. You know, you're all of a sudden worrying about, well, how did all this money and other things come into my world? You know, where did, was this all this mind from? Well, I go back to Talislanta and the idea of the fact that they have in their material plane infinite dimensions of that material plane. They're not all the same. So some of that gold and gems and everything could come from other places. Where now, maybe this idea, and this was done in the leveling solo, when you enter into a dungeon, you're actually transported to another world. A small section of that world, and you could explore that world, but there was something that you had to go and do in there and so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, you go there. What's to say you didn't bring back some of the stuff that they had? So that's where I'm at today, and that's my uh, musing on the Mystic Underworld Dungeon. That's the podcast for today. Thank you for listening. Any calls that have come in since uh, the end of last season will be collected up in a call-in collective and played here uh, in the next podcast after this one. Probably any comments that are made on this podcast or about this podcast will probably include it on that one as well. So just to let you know where any of those call-ins that may have come in have disappeared to. If the call-ins are about Talislanta, and if there's enough of them, I might do a triple T on that. But we'll see where we are with that. So hang tight. I'll get to your call-ins uh, very soon. Let's uh, go play some games and... Listen to that brand new outro. See ya.